0: This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for this platform and helping me reach the public. If you guys want not ever use pod if you guys want to ever try to podcast, use Anchor. It's great, easy, simple, and we'll get the job done. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, good. Alright, so um, welcome to the podcast. So like I, I honestly have like no idea what I'm doing now. <laughs> so you're my first guest. Yeah. And uh So, like, you know, let's just get started with. Um, So tell us a bit about yourself, you know?
1: Okay, awesome. So my name is Tanya Khan. Um, I come from a Pakistani household. Uh, My parents were both from uh, Karachi, Pakistan. Um, I came to the States when I was around eight years old, I want to say. I was born in Saudi Arabia. Um, I'm a senior in high school. I kind of just started practicing Islam I was born into a Muslim family um, but I was never really close to my religion Um, I'm Shia Muslim Uh, yeah that's a little bit about me
0: that's great that's great so um, um, if you guys wanted to know why I have Tanya as a guest so Tanya I think I believe you saw my TikTok right and then you saw that you uh, I was like looking for guests
1: yeah yeah Um,
0: so okay so um, basically In today's episode, we're going to be like discussing brown culture, a bit about um, a bit about US politics and just like society and stuff like that. So um, yeah, um, so Tanya, uh, recently I saw like this post on, I don't know whose post it was, but it was on Instagram. It was about like Sujoy. And so you kind of want to explain what that was about, like so we can get Oh
1: yeah, sure. So we kind
0: of like know what you do, basically.
1: Yeah. So um, over the summer, I found myself having like a little bit of extra time. Um, just because usually like I finished my internship um, in like I want to say late August and my school didn't start until September and I'm kind of like the type of person that needs something to do like Um, 24-7 and I'm really into journalism and writing and all of those sorts of things so I decided to interview a a couple of different TikTokers within the South Asian uh, kind of diaspora and that demographic Um, so I interviewed around I want to say like six or seven people, and I wrote articles about them um, just kind of displaying what South Asians are doing for change on platforms like TikTok, especially in adolescence. Mm -hmm. So um, with Sujoy, his actually got published yesterday, and so it's going to be every Sunday for the next, um, like, month or so until all of the articles are published. Um, And, yeah, so basically he – you probably, like, are familiar with his page and stuff, you know, belonging to that community as well. Um, yeah. so he just talks about like BLM and all of that stuff. And it was just really interesting because although, you know, at the end of the day, we might not see eye to eye on a lot of different topics. It was really right, interesting right. to see different perspectives on things. Um, especially from someone who is like a similar age range, um, and just like a similar story, I guess, kind of being like, I think he's a second generation, um, immigrant or like a first generation yeah. American. I'm a first generation yeah. immigrant. Um, so there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a disparity there, but it was really interesting to see um, everyone's different stories. Like, I don't know if you know Ish. Um,
0: yeah. Guess, uh, yeah, Ish, yeah, right? yeah.
1: So um, he right, right. kind of shed some light on Hinduism, which I wasn't really exposed to that much Hinduism and Hindu culture. Same here, same yeah. On. So that yeah. was really interesting to see like the different similarities between Islam and Hinduism too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know her. Anessa Tubassum, um She's Bengali. She uh, had a, uh,
0: we repeat her name uh, too.
1: Anessa, at the bus zone. Um, I'm actually
0: not familiar okay, with. Okay,
1: so she, so, you can, you can. Yeah, so she is. Um, she just became a practicing nurse, which is awesome. And she um, had a very abusive and toxic marriage, um, mm-hmm. where you know she unfortunately suffered and was a victim of domestic abuse. And since right. divorce and all of those types of topics are very, very taboo and stigmatized in South Asian culture. Um, correct, a correct. lot of her videos and a lot of the stuff she talks about is trying to destigmatize it and you know, try to make people understand that it's okay to get out of, you know, those toxic. A you toxic know. Exactly. Right, yeah. Right, right. And um, yeah, I I interviewed Ria Ria Malik, uh awesome girl as well. Uh Chandan Patnan, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Also awesome.
0: Chandan, yeah, I know yeah. Chandan. Great girl. Yeah.
1: So um, you know, I think like At the end of the day, what I kind of deduced from all of the interviews and talking to so many different people who had, like, they did have all different types of, you know, perspectives on things, views views and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was really interesting is that, you know, no matter how people portray themselves on social media applications and platforms, at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, when you're talking to someone just one-on-one, usually, for the most part, I've noticed that it's very civil, It's not anything that's kind of harsh, yeah. And I think, like, like I don't know if you've been keeping up with kind of like the politics um, on TV these days and stuff. With you know, yeah, yeah. So uh, with the election coming up as well, I mean, you're seeing two presidential candidates on each other's necks, and you know, they they've kind of polarized politics so much to the extent where. Correct. Even like younger kids who are, you know, maybe even if they qualify as adults, like 18 plus, they don't believe that you can really even see eye to eye on certain topics, which is so problematic because there's so many similarities. And even if you don't agree, you can try to find some sort of middle ground and be at least a little civil. So, um, yeah, that was kind of that that was one of the highlights of um, this very eventful year with the pandemic and everything like that.
0: Yeah, like so I wanted to ask you, so like you have interviewed so like in your interviews basically, do you like kinda like talk about like their like views on things or what exactly goes on in your
1: mm-hmm. So um it, it differs person. Um so for example, um with Ish, since a lot of his um, you know, videos and a lot of the the narrative he's trying to push is Unity amongst different religions mm-hmm. and kind of spreading right. light, like spreading awareness on what like, the essence of Hinduism is. Um, so I asked Correct. him a lot of questions about India and how um, he thinks that Indian politics is kind of being shaped by uh, Modi, who belongs to uh, the BJP and right, so right, I, I just asked him like some questions regarding that i asked him some questions on where he stands on like the political spectrum in the united states um how that mm-hmm. kind of relates to how what he believes in um india so like if for example mm-hmm. you're a leftist here would you also be a leftist in india um so correct so, yeah, sure you know, from. exactly so it was just kind mm-hmm. of questions like that um i asked him what his views on islam were he was very you know um receptive to that he wasn't like oh like hinduism is the right way islam sucks all muslims are terrorists like he wasn't like that at all like he was a very very kind person and he was also saying that you know um in where he lives i I believe he lives in california um right he he has um you know all of these Shia Muslim friends. And that was kind of intriguing because I like Shias, I think, make up like in Islam, they make up like 20% of the population. Mm -hmm.
0: Something like exactly. That, so
1: um, yeah, it was just like interesting to hear, like he knew all of like the terminology and I was like, okay, like that's really interesting because I never knew that, you know, like non-Shia's or even like non-Muslims knew about like Muharram and Matam and all of these sorts of things, which for people who are listening who don't really know what that is, Muharram is like the month of grieving for the Prophet's family um largely observed mm-hmm. from uh like by Shias. So that was just like really interesting to see that people uh outside of the Muslim community do know about all of these practices and stuff like
0: that. Honestly, and when it comes down to that, um I think it also like depends on like what type of area you mm-hmm. live in. So so when I like I was raised in like the South my entire life, right? And where i live in orlando florida it's not really racist here it's really diverse Mm -hmm. and all that but we we really didn't have like a like a brown community or anything like that over here like you see okay you're from boston i don't know yeah yeah, Yeah. okay boston um so i definitely definitely do think there's way more brown people in like the Mm -hmm. northeast and it's filled with brown people and like you you kind of have to like i don't know you're more used to it and like people have like people are more like accepting of different religions mm-hmm. um for example i feel like in new jersey um the muslims and hindus they definitely get along mm-hmm. better than like other places in the u.s for example yeah. if you know what i mean like people are more friendly there like but each different type of brown people like for, for example over here where i live no one's really like everyone's like friendly but like you won't be like seeing like big groups of muslims hanging out like big groups of hindus stuff like that et cetera. Mm-hmm. Et cetera. You know, what I mean, like people are more educated on their culture or, and like they're more cultured, I yeah. would say, back in like certain areas. Of I mean, the US. I
1: completely agree. I I have two older sisters and when they were getting married and all of that sort of stuff, we had to take trips to Edison um, just for mm-hmm. like al- like alterations with their dresses and stuff like that. Um and so when we would go, like I went with some of my aunts and uncles because you know how brown weddings are, like the whole the whole like family is kind of all together and everything is very um collective. So if we're going even to the grocery store, like 15 people will come to the grocery store, stuff like that. Um so when we went to Edison, I like we went to the alteration place, right? Like the tailor. And um so it was a Hindu-owned business. And they had, it was Sunday, so they had Prashad. Um, And, Uh I mean, like, my parents are not, like, Hindu phobes or anything like that. And, you know, some of their best friends are Hindus. um, So they don't really have anything against, like, even, like, I I actually never heard of this until this instance. Um, But they don't have anything against, like, eating food made by Hindus or eating food made by people who are agnostic or atheists or anything like that. Um, but right. some of my aunts and uncles, like, I, I love them, right? Like, I'm not saying that this is an attack against their character, but rather, like, an attack against their mentality. So th- they oh, were, I, yeah, exactly, I know, I know like, so the, the people were offering it to us so lovingly. And so because we were there for a couple of hours because there was some mess-ups with the alterations. And so it was Sunday, and they, they got the prashad kichai, right? Like, the, the tea right. from the prashad, uh, from the puja. And so they were giving it to us and they had like, there was so many of us, but still they were so loving and they were giving it to all of us. And my aunt and uncle made the most disgusted face when they were offering it to them. And I was just kind of so embarrassed and disgusted at the fact that, if someone's being so kind to you, so warm and so caring, how can you just reject that that notion? And then I was like, you're not really even being like a Muslim because if you look into like the history and what the prophet, yeah, what yeah, the prophet kind from. of taught. Be kind exactly. to everyone, basically. Like, no matter like who it was, a Christian, you know, in the time they would call them pagans, you know, like anyone, the prophet would... Like with open arms, he would welcome them into their home, his home. So I think it's just like, you're not being, you know, a Muslim. You're just being intolerant and a bigot. And um, I think that that was just like, so I I completely agree with you that in, you know, areas of the United States where there's a lot of different cultures and religions, people become more tolerant, but there's still so so much adversity and just like antagonism of like the other mentality. Um, and yeah, Mm -hmm. so, I think, like, even in Boston, it's, like, Arab supremacy here, which I don't know if you've kind of, like, felt that in Florida.
0: Oh, there's a, I mean, I I hate to be the person to say it, but I feel like, I have Arab friends, like, they they know my, like, thoughts on it. I feel like there's Arab supremacy in a lot of, like, I hate to be, like, I don't even want want to sound xenophobic or anything, but a lot of, like, the Arab people I know, I feel like that'll make a big, big superiority complex. Yeah, I completely agree. But... But let's—I—I I don't think like yeah. go to that topic right now. But I wanted to ask you something. So you were saying like that disgust face, and I—I I know that mentality. I, you know, I've seen mm-hmm. it with my family. I've seen it with people. You know, in like my family. Do you? Th- okay, I don't necessarily think it comes from the fact that they're Hindus or Muslims. I think it comes from the fact between uh uh, what's call it called? It comes from, hin uh, India mm-hmm. and Pakistan divide. I think the way there's like so much like shit that um like my parents like my family gets from, like whatsapp they're like oh hindus drink cow calipine shit and like they get it from like yeah. Pakistani on media and like bro they automatically yeah. believe that like what the fuck are you guys talking about like i go ask my hindu friends to confirm like yo what are they on like that's mm-hmm. just like not facts we don't do any of that stuff like and it's just like crazy like there's just like and and like this this type of stuff happens in like india too like it's just yeah. the media the media is like it divides everyone like everywhere and like the media defines everyone here too in the u.s i completely
1: agree with that i mean like i think with my parents um and like members of my family it's like i think this is like a common like uh term in our generation which is whatsapp university like you know acting like there's like some sort of like amazing education that you can take from these infographics or anything like that um Exactly. Facebook, exactly. you know, like, stuff. Um, I don't know. I think that, you know, I could believe some of it. So, S- 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 Shunnis and Shias also, like, have a lot of, you know, rivalry. Exactly. Differences um, in reality. Yeah, and right. so, like, even when I would hear stuff that, like, you know, would be, you know, forwarded through WhatsApp and all those sorts of mediums and platforms – about Cindy's I'd be like I, I'd seriously exactly like how you had to exactly double like check how on had that to ask you know YouTube friends be like hey is this actually like a thing or is everyone just tripping around me like I don't understand
0: they're, they're like exactly exactly like, the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> like,
1: like they what? were just like um no we don't spit in our food what are you talking about like I I didn't believe it for a second but like just the fact that people are willing to push this narrative and this media to all different types of groups of people just to create, you know, um, differences and all of that sort of, you know, animosity between groups is, like, disgusting.
0: Okay. Well, I actually wanted to ask you something, too. So, um, when you, um, so, when you asked, mm-hmm. right, to be on the podcast... Um, there was a, i believe you said like we have like certain political differences and like i i completely mm-hmm. get that everyone does but uh, i wanted to ask you um, what do you disagree with me on so we like we can talk about okay. and like have a awesome. discussion. job it's so based on i that.
1: think that so personally i have been into politics for like a while now and i know that that kind of sounds ridiculous because i'm only 17 and i can't even vote yet
0: like what do you mean by, by um, a while? if you if you know i would I mean?
1: say like, okay so i like a little bit about me, I want to become a defense attorney in the future. Um, And so with Mm -hmm. that, you need to know the law and you need to know policies and cases and court cases, all of that very well, like at the back of your hand. Um, Yeah. And so since I would say like my freshman year of high school, I've been like making a conscious effort to be informed. And that could be, you know, like having a little bit of knowledge on one topic and a lot on the other. And, you know, trying to figure out mm-hmm. where I stand because I think that's really important in anything. You know, like, I just, I hate being that type of person that's like, oh, I don't really have an opinion on this. Like, I want to be opinionated so that I can have good in- discussions and so that I can, you know, learn from the other person as well who has a differing opinion. Um, Definitely. So, like, like, an example that one of my teachers used was, like, if someone asks you, like, pineapple on pizza or no – what would you say? Like, would you just say, like, oh, I'll take anything? Like, that's so weak. Like, being a moderate, I feel like, is so weak um, that, like, you can kind of, like, go with anything, and like, go with the flow, which, I mean, if that's your personality type, that's awesome. Like, that's who you are. But I just kind of, uh, I like to have, like, a solidified stance. That that is always evolving, obviously, when you, like, see new information and learn, like, about other people's perspectives. Um, But I think, like, back to your question... Um, I think that like certain things we might disagree on on like where we fall in the political spectrum. I wouldn't say that I'm a complete like leftist because I think that leftists are tolerant until they have there's like a deferring opinion because they're like oh yeah we're so tolerant look at us like we're welcoming everyone exactly but they try
0: to shut down shut down exactly. like conservative speakers and, like, at not I think that
1: like that's <laughs> and and you know especially with leftists what I've noticed is that. They love throwing around the word bigot, but bigot does not mean conservative. Bigot means someone who is not receptive of someone else's ideas and who just shuts them down, exactly like how we just mentioned. So
0: with exactly. On Hindi exactly. And Muslims, so right.
1: I mean, I just I just don't understand. And there's conservatives have their own issues, but I would definitely say that I'm yeah, yeah so I would definitely say that I in policy wise, I lean more toward um, the left but i wouldn't identify as a leftist i would probably say like i'm a libertarian somewhere around there
0: so you're you're sure. like left leaning yeah. libertarian basically okay i'm i'm basically the opposite okay. like right-leaning libertarian if like that. um yeah, can you just course. give me like one second there's no really way to mute this just literally give me one second i'll be right back Yeah, no problem. Okay, so sorry about that. i'm Right back. Okay. So um, a lot of people actually wanted to know this, but um, so a lot of the TikToks I know, like mm-hmm. you disagree with some stuff I say, but I wanted to clear this up with the people. A lot of the TikToks I make are really just like jokes, and they're like, not like just, like, like my actual political like, little, opinion. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Like, and I know this a lot. It's just like, it's always the brown people who bring down other mm-hmm, brown yeah. people the most. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. I can say something, and it'll always be, like, the 14-year-old brown girl that, like, yeah. shuts me down. And, like, it just, like, I don't know. Like, it's yeah, become and so I toxic mean like, over I like, I think,
1: like, one of the biggest examples of that was I, I don't know if you were – you kind of, like, noticed this or you were – it came up on, like, your For You page or you were informed about it, but there was this one girl who was literally just showing off where she worked, right? She worked at a Trump – yeah, punkty. Oh, yeah. Pot-
0: yeah, yeah um, I, I,
1: I messaged Actually, like, I was like, man, I don't know, like, I'm pretty sure she's a senior too, and I was like, look, man, I, I don't agree with yeah. you, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I respect you as an individual, so I'm not going, like, I'm really sorry for all the hate that you've been receiving, and I'm here for you, you know, because I know, like, how um, difficult it can be to deal with all of that, especially from people from your own community who should be supporting you um and she was like she was she's an awesome person we just have different political opinions like yeah, that doesn't yeah, mean nice. that I'm just gonna you correct. know jump on the hate train and be like hey you suck because you have different political opinions than I do you know
0: correct yeah, yeah. absolutely I I yeah. get it. yeah no I know what you're saying like yeah I defend it. I'm like you guys you guys want like um you guys want brown, like, um,
1: yeah,
0: brown excellence and all that, You want pro- and progressivism, but you're going to bring down, like, the other brown people that have, like, different opinions. on you. They're like, yeah, but, like, be- being a Trump supporter is not okay and all that. And, like, there's, like, all you yeah. white supremacists, pick <laughs> me or <a> choose <laughs> me, like,
1: like yeah. did, did he
0: claim you yet? The colonizers picked you. Like, it's, like, it's over, like, you and Like, half these people that are saying it mm-hmm. are really not educated on the stuff that they're talking about, and they've just gotten this, like, information from, like, left-leaning yeah. political TikTokers. And, like, they will just, like, brainwashed. Them. Like, it's yeah, just, like, I yelled. mean, like, like, I don't like, know like, if you know the website, about?
1: but uh, procon.org is one of the best websites to kind of, like, figure out where you stand unbiasedly. So they'll, like, for example, when it comes to, like, the Second Amendment, right. which it's not, like, limited to bearing arms because right. there's a lot that goes into the Second Amendment, especially with, like, the different articles and stuff. Um, but if we're just talking about, you know, pro-gun pro or, you know, gun regulations or completely like anti-guns, right, like the NRA and all that sort of stuff, where do you stand? So it'll tell you the pros of, you know, the pro-gun whatever, like what is good about that, what goodness it has, and then also like the cons about that. So you can figure out, you know, unbiasedly because when you're looking at the media, at least I can vouch for this myself, all of my Instagram uh, stories, all of my Facebook, whatever comes up on my feed, my TikTok, they're all leftist opinions. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you believe right. in, that's what you believe in. But when you're always being like mm-hmm. information overloaded with one side, you start to believe that that is the only right opinion and that's the only, the, that's the only thing that is agree. tolerable and agree. the only thing that's correct in this... Um, you know, political climate, because when you talk about liberals and conservatives, you're not just talking about Democrats and Republicans. You're talking about the fundamental ideological differences. You're talking about like a sticky note theory where conservatives want to, you know, regulate where they want their power to come from. They want it to be federal. They uh, want it to be sorry. They want it to be state. And conservatives and and liberals want it to be federal, they want more blanket policies. So it's not about, you know, right or wrong, it's just about different approaches. And I don't, I seriously have never met personally a conservative who's like, the Confederacy was correct, racism is correct, all of this stuff is awesome. I've never met someone like that. And it's just, but you know, the way that the left kind of portrays conservatives is that all of them are white supremacists all of them are blank xyz put it like maligning a whole demographic just because they have differing opinions than you is the essence of bigotry and that's Mm -hmm. what like a lot of left media portrays as we're not like that at all when in reality that is exactly what you're doing you're just portraying it and you know putting a different spin on it with your own policies
0: I I couldn't have said that better. Um, I actually wanted to add on to this. So before I add on, I kind of want to like mm-hmm. tell you like where I come from politically. So basically, like you said, you've been like mm-hmm. educated on this stuff for a while now, right? Um, same here. Basically, since my sophomore year of high school, I've been mm-hmm. I've been learning about stuff, researching stuff. Um, I I was before I really knew anything about politics. Really, I was always like, oh damn, like mm-hmm. fuck Trump. I'm not a fan of him. Like racism and all that. Racism, this racism, that then you know typical conservative watches ben shapiro once like you know falls in love mm-hmm. with ben shapiro talking points and all that like starts like reading more uh leaning more right then like that's how i continue on for like i say one year i guess you know like the typical you see these ben shapiro talking mm-hmm. points these straw man arguments and when i recently like when i started getting more like more and more informed from the other side mm-hmm. and i always like looked at both sides um but when stuff like this BLM stuff happened, um, I don't think that, like, the left portrayed it, like, right. But I, don't, I also don't think, like, the right portrayed it, like, mm-hmm. like right either. Like, they, they're both, like, wrong on certain things. So, like, that basically mm-hmm. did push me more left in certain, like, areas. And, like, I did become, for example, pro-choice. I became more, like, I became pro-choice over time. I was more, like, pro um mm-hmm. Um, pro-life and like I became pro-choice because I just I just realized mm-hmm. the necessary evil in certain cases yeah I'm more I'm more pro-circumstance um but like mm-hmm. I guess that makes me pro-choice but um yeah like I so like I know like I know I I know bullshit mm-hmm. bullshit when I see bullshit from both sides. You know, like I know the right has like oh socialism bad. Here's why I never worked like and like liberals are like t- uh, they don't they don't let mm-hmm. you have freedom of speech. They hate you and all that. I'm like okay this isn't true, and then like you know same same thing vice versa. I think. Like that's like where I've yeah. Really gotten, I mean
1: I just don't understand know. because like. You're, you're starting to politicize every single thing, no matter what it is. So like, okay, exactly. if we're talking about the most arbitrary of public health, safeties and measurements, right? Just a mask. It's just a mask. We don't mm-hmm. have to put a political stance attached yeah. to something about our safety. So why is it why is it that conservatives, oh, even though the CDC is coming out, they're saying you need to socially distance. You need to do all of this. Apparently, like Dr. Fauci is, you know, best buddies with Trump now. I don't even know what's going on because honestly, I don't care about. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, all, like, good why, lives, why like, it's all good around to be honest. Why do we have to attach a political stance to every single thing about the BLM movement? A man was brutally murdered before that. Sandra Bland. All of these sorts of people, Correct. all of these people who are victims of police brutality, wrongfully, wrongfully murdered. And why do we have to say BLM, bad? And that's the conservative stance. BLM, good. Liberal stance. It's not about that. And the way that you want to tackle it, sure. If you don't believe in systemic racism, you, that's what you believe in, whatever. I'm not going to tell you, no, you're wrong. You're an idiot, whatever. I, that's not my place to tell you that. You need to inform yourself about that. But the way you tackle it can differ, sure. But there are certain things that should be across the board do not need to be politicized, you know? I mean, like, it's just just based off the facts, you know?
0: Oh, I agree. I I agree. There are some things, Mm. like, I would maybe, like, want to add on. Okay, I I do think that you're right in a lot of, like, what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. But I do think it's more complicated than that. You see – the way the okay the way liberals see it they're like oh black lives matter black lives matter it's like th- there's nothing wrong with that they're like of course black lives matter and the way conservatives see it like oh black lives matter is a brand they're tr- mm-hmm. they're not they're like a, it's a trend it's a brand and both there's a lot of right to both sides like black lives uh matter is more of an organization which uses like mm-hmm. it's more political than just like a just yeah. like a phrase you know of course black lives matter and all lives matter is like it, there's there's wrong to all lives matter because it's because it's used uh, it's used to like mm-hmm. um fight against black lives matter so there's like they're both like yeah, wrong but there's right to that. both and i you think know that
1: like a lot of the phrasing like from potus from the white house was very very um kind of propagating that same thing that you talked about that You know, it's it's more complicated than that. And it's not like like saying when the looting, when the shooting starts, the looting starts or something like that, like along those lines in Chicago, the mayor said that. And I think like the 80s and the 90s. And that was a very racially charged Mm -hmm. phrase, a very racially charged statement. And when the president was asked, you know, President Trump, why? Why did you say that when you know the political connotation and you know how it was used in the past? Why are you repeating it? And he was like, oh, honestly, I just didn't even know. I just didn't even know. Like, it's a very like, okay, I'm not trying to be, you know, how does the president not know this? Because, okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't know it. I'm 17. I've taken U.S. Uh history courses. And Uh I know that he is a grown man, a grown adult who is the president of the United States, which is arguably the biggest superpower in the world. So he should be informed about this. And he should understand that when it comes to race, there's a lot of sensitivities and there's a lot of disparities in certain things. For example, the, the criminalization of marijuana, why are like, I can, I can vouch for this myself. So many of my friends, so many of the people in my school, I come from a predominantly white town. They are stoners. They smoke weed. They do all this. Has even one been convicted? Absolutely not. You go down the road, um, not even down the road, like 50 miles North from where I live in the inner city so many of my black friends have been gone, have gone to juvie because of it, you know? And it's, it's just because of the way you look and you know, the town you live in, your area code, your zip code, which is, which determines, which determines your future. So, I mean,
0: Honestly, I just think like at this point, like there needs to be like a lot of reformation in our justice system, but um, going back to Trump, I, I actually 100% agree with you. But here's the thing with Trump, right? Trump, like, his, his like, I feel like if Trump mm-hmm. had, like, let's say the character of, like, oh, for Obama, sure. He would be loved by everyone. Economically, economically, the man, last year at least, like, not this year, I mean, everything fell apart. Man was a genius. We are economic, we were like economic gods. I feel like if you had, like, the character of Obama, I feel like everyone would love him. The man just needs yeah. to turn it down to, like, his volumes <laughs> yeah. are 12. Let's turn it down to, like, 6 or something. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, that's, like, people hate him for that and people love him for that. You see all his fan base? Mm-hmm. Like, Trump knows how to get a crowd. Ha- like, if, Trump rallies are huge. They're bigger than, like, yeah. this, is, this, be, this is not even a debate. This is, like, a fact. Like, regardless of which side you're on, Trump rallies are bigger than any d- Democrat rally can pull. This man came to Orlando, Florida, had a rally here, I oh guess I'm going he pulled, 25 million from that one man. He knows, he, so, like, his, his fan base, like, boom. And I honestly think, I honestly do think that, like, even, like, how badly Trump has fucked up this year, his fan base no, is I still going to go he's out also and vote like for him. I think he's still going to win like, this year. You
1: know, statistically, the incumbent usually does, win, like, get reelected. And so, I mean, I, yeah, okay, but, yeah, I, right. same, same way that you kind of said that like BLM has become a brand, I feel like MAGA and the Trump administration has also become a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the t the shirts, the, the merchandise, oh, all of this stuff. Uh, I agree. And if you see, okay, I, I just don't support politicians personally. Like I have certain views, I have certain um, political stances mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There is not a single politician that I back. And that doesn't mean that if I could vote um, in this election, I wouldn't vote because I don't like either candidate. I would vote for what I believe, who I believe is the lesser of the two evils. Um, And like, Mm -hmm. you know, but the thing is that when you were talking about Obama, I found that really interesting because um, when the kind of like black ops um, operation was happening in Pakistan, I'm pretty sure it was like Abadabad where... um, Mm Bin Laden was kind of like that whole operation took place. Right, there were yeah. over I'm pretty sure like forty thousand innocent Pakistani lives that were lost due to drone strikes. Trying to figure out where he was in Iraq, eighty thousand oh, soldiers, yeah. or eighty thousand people, and so many soldiers. Like the whole thing. Like yes, I understand Saddam <laughs> Hussein, horrible person, gas his people, everything that happened in Baghdad, horrible. However. That does not give you a green pass to go and bomb the Middle East, bomb, you know, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iran, all of those places. It just, like, every single person who goes into power in this country, in any country, is going to be inherently evil because they're trying to please an audience that is only going to be satiated by, like, these very aggressive policies, so that they can stand behind someone who they think is a proper and courageous leader, you know. So I like, you know, in the Obama in the Obama administration, I did not support. Obama. That. Yeah, he yeah. killed my people. Why right. should I support him? You know, and yeah.
0: And uh, honestly, yeah. Like to add on to that, like there's the people that talk about Trump, mm-hmm. all like okay, let's say like kids our age, right, Gen mm-hmm. Z. A lot of these kids don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Half of them end up being hypocrites. They're like settle for Biden, okay? But here's the thing, and like, and they're like, oh, I miss Obama, and like, they're like, oh, but Trump's an Islamophobe. Yeah. you like Trump. Obama killed like four times, He killed like so many more Muslims compared to Trump. Like I understand, like Trump didn't like increase his drone strikes by four hundred percent, but like by our people like and you're gonna talk about islamophobia then, then like bro you it's like yeah comes a very bad doing a very bad job of being Islamophobe, and like, you know what i'm saying like and then to add on to that like how are you gonna say settle for biden and you're gonna say like oh trump says all these terrible things but like bro you can like look back and like you can like biden has said so many things about so many people like he said uh, mm-hmm. uh i don't want my kids growing up in a racial jungle and then what else is that or, like oh these brown people these brown it, it people work out like Dunkin' do like i don't yeah. know, what was it Dunkin' Donuts, something like that and it, like bro like how are you gonna like like call out trump for that but, like not look at your own candidate that you're supporting like I, I don't get it like how can you and i feel like voting has become something mm-hmm. that we just have to yeah. do instead of something that we want to do if you know what i mean like we were kind of like left with like oh we don't really like any of these guys but we're gonna settle for uh less of the two evils and i think people and honestly think the reason why trump won i think
1: yeah
0: the last time trump won it was a protest vote you see, people people hate mm-hmm. Washington so much. They hated the establishment yeah. so much. That's the only reason Trump won. You see? that It was a protest vote. And people, they know that um, Biden is the establishment. I think Biden Biden is the current establishment of the Democrat Party. I think that's how Trump's going to vote, like, uh, win again. Because he's just, like, it's going to be a protest vote again. People are fed up with, like, both sides. But they know that, like like okay how much worse for yeah, like, four more years of trump being exactly be, you know what I'm and if saying, we're looking like, at the separation of and powers get into, a fan
1: the, of ju- into the judicial executive and um what's the third
0: one um, ju- judicial okay. executive and that uh, 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 I, well, I, 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 yeah. I don't know what i saying yeah we're having <laughs> a, <laughs> well Did we just well forget the three and page?
1: we just forgot the third uh, power um Okay. Yeah. So legislative. Judicial. Yeah, that's right. Legislative,
0: ex- okay, awesome. executive and so, judicial. So right. um, with yeah. the judicial
1: branch, that, yes, in my I... opinion, I mean, I'm also partial toward it because I want to go into law in the future. But I think it's the most influential branch when you're talking about right, the right. future of the country. So when I said that, you know, the lesser of two, the two evils, I don't think that Biden and Trump You know, some may have, like, some may believe, like, differently, but I think that if you level out the playing field, they're both equally evil in whatever they believe, right? So that's not why I'm saying it, but what I'm saying is I don't even know who the Dems would, you know, elect, because right now there's the filibuster going on, and they're trying, you know, their hardest to, you know, not let Amy Coney Barrett go into the court, into the Supreme Court, the reason why I would vote for Biden is just because it would stall Amy Coney Barrett from coming in and all of the work that RBG did, I believe that that would be tarnished um, if she came into office. For example, you mentioned that you were pro-choice. She would, she would take like a Catholic so, stance on that even though the Pope is pro-choice. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, so I have a question on that. I have a question. So, technically speaking, there like... Amy, uh, ACB has um, every right to be the justice. Um, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's it called? Put into the Supreme Court Department right now. She has every right. Mm. There's no, like, a- there's no, she hasn't done anything illegal and there's no, like, allegations against her. And the way I see it, no matter if you disagree on, disagree with her, constitutionally she has, she has every like, right
1: to go speaking, in. Yeah.
0: She has every it causes, yeah so that's mm-hmm. that's why i don't like i get that people disagree with her on her like stances but you have to understand like there there's no reason like she shouldn't like and i honestly don't think
1: mm-hmm. that
0: all of rbgs like mm-hmm. work is going to be like tarnished i just don't think that's true and i and let's be and um, being real with you in our lifetime we're never going to like we're never mm-hmm. going to be completely pro choice we're never going to be completely pro life mm-hmm. That's just impossible that's just how that's just how democracy works. You see, like, it's like going back, it's like, for example, if we did also, for ex- if, to add on, if we ever mm-hmm. did go um pro-life, full pro-life, our country, right? The Church of Satan said, like, uh, let's make it our, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called, satanic ritual to have abortions. Mm-hmm. That's um, freedom of religion right there. So you can't yeah. do that, anything to stop them. You can just go to the Church of Satan and have an abortion. Yeah. So but there's I so many feel like, loopholes like, too, like with pro-choice versus like pro-life, pro I feel
1: like pro-life just sounds so, like, flowery and, like like, oh, my God, pro-life. Like, then it's, like, oh, my God. So pro-choice is pro-murder. I feel like pro-lifers, I think it should be, like, changed personally to, like, pro-not, you don't have a choice. Like, that's, like, what it is because personally, like, with my religious beliefs and all of that sort of stuff, I would not get an abortion. And obviously, it's circumstantial. If I you know, if I was raped and I was impregnated by my rapist, I would 100% in that scenario, get a, get an abortion. And Islamically, I'm allowed to get an abortion. But I, in any other circumstance, I don't believe that you should be, you know, doing anything like you shouldn't be having sexual intercourse if you're not ready to provide for a baby because you're not, you're not being financially you know, right
0: correct. you're not
1: being good to yourself you know in that in that instance like you can do whatever you want i'm not saying oh my god abstinence is the best protection whatever do whatever you want but also understand that you are like abortion isn't easy on the women so just like you know take a little bit of you know like be more conscious yeah, in your great. decisions yeah, like whatever you're doing you know hmm
0: I feel like there's like complications to both sides. So I want to ask you a question. Do you think the um?
1: I don't. Th- um, okay. So the thing is the that a lot of the times people illogical? back up their claims, their political claims, with their religious views, and that is. I feel like that's inherently problematic because okay. the United States' freedom of religion and separation of church and state. We're not like Pakistan, where everything is. You know, if you're Muslim. Okay. It, exactly. Exactly. And so if if that's not what we believe in, we should not be saying, oh, I'm Muslim. I don't believe in, you know, women aborting if it's not circumstantial. Therefore, all of the United States must be pro-life. And of course, like that is that is like a blanket statement, because as you mentioned before, there are always loopholes and it's not going to be 100 percent of either side. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what I believe.
0: Right. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I, okay, so I want to like kind of, like, maybe, like, explain a bit more to that. So there's – what about people that are pro-life mm-hmm. and not because of religious reasons? So here's, here's my sense on that, right? 95% of all biologists, this includes pro-choice and pro-life um, scientists, mm-hmm. um, yeah. believe that life begins at conception. So, It's basically a known fact. So here's the thing with people that are not religious and are pro-life. They believe that our government w- has every has the right, mm-hmm. or it, it needs to protect life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right, that's in the Declaration of Independence. they say that the government government needs to protect that, and their job. So, like I understand that. Like people say that oh, uh, pro life stance is illogical, and mm-hmm. because it's like yeah. oh, the religion. But there's like scientific reasoning too. So like I just I just mm-hmm. don't see it as an illogical thing. Like I just see it as a necessarily a necessary evil. And like another thing I don't see is like oh men shouldn't be making like choice about women. But like here's the thing it's and like the whole like my body my choice. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a stupid argument because technically it's not your body. It's not like it's, that's like that's why I have like a disagreement with that. Like I I'm pro like circumstance. Like mm-hmm. like I just think you have like every right to get abortion in certain cases. But like. I just think there's a lot of like stupid arguments for both sides. I think there's more stupid arguments mm-hmm. on the left, uh left when it comes to abortion, but I'm still pro-trip. Okay, yeah. It makes sense. I see it like with, as like, like, a life liberty evil, and the pursuit of
1: happiness. <laughs> you know what I mean. So if we're going back to, you know, conception begin like life be- begins at conception, right? So um what about like the happiness about like mm-hmm. for the women? So like say exactly. So like say – yeah. So say you're like, so like 16, the quality of life you get pregnant. Quality,
0: you, you know, quality?
1: maybe it was statutory rape. So maybe you were a sophomore in high school and the person who raped you was a senior in high school, right? So because of that, he has more power over you. Therefore, it's statutory right. rape. And legally, you know, he would be convicted for that and he would be tried as an adult. So, you know, if you're talking about that, you get impregnated, say you even want to keep the baby, right? You don't want an abortion. What, how would that impact your happiness in the future? Right?
0: But mm-hmm. yeah, so, but I want to add on to like, I want uh, maybe ask like a question. But like, um, mm-hmm. the whole like, the yeah. pursuit of happiness thing, the like, quality of life thing, that's all very subjective mm-hmm. if you think about it. Because the life thing, that's a fact. Cause life begins to come set. This is a known, if, if 95% of all mm-hmm. pro choice and pro life, biology runs and therefore becomes fact yeah i just uh, that the whole like happiness thing is very subjective and like and i think that the i think the the whole pro-choice like argument like oh foster homes are terrible i feel like that argument's overused and it's not as and foster homes aren't actually as aren't that bad as people say they are because there's been a lot of like cases where a lot of good has happened from foster homes mm-hmm. where the kids had hadn't been aboard and they, they're living a like, happy life now and shit. So like that's like the whole thing. I just like for me, that's like I don't know, like it's very like it's a very complex area. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, I feel like with policy, it's not like very 2 dimensional. It. And like, when we're even talking about, you it's know, foster
1: homes, how they are. What information I have gathered is going to be completely different from the information that you have gathered about that because statistics are biased. It depends on, you know, the group, the representative sample. Who are you asking? You know, are you asking someone from, who came from the foster system who is now, like, making six figures and benefited right, right. from the foster care system? Or are you asking people who were raped by the people that, you know, they, their homes that they, they lived in? And then they had to, you know, keep moving, keep moving. And then they had to, you know, leave their house. They were runaways. Stuff like that. So it's very, very, as you said, it's very subjective and politics is never he, he, like you said this too like it's never black and white there's so much that goes into it.
0: Mhm. Oh, 100% I agree. It, it's just like I just I just don't I think both sides are correct. I just there's like yeah. There's, yeah. I just don't think there's any point of calling the other side illogical, which I see a lot of people do. And I just think that's stupid because it yeah. comes down to ethics versus like morality question. and basically stuff what like that. What bothers
1: me is when, like, like, I see this in my school. I don't know if it's like no, similar no, you know, with, to you know, the people you follow on Instagram and stuff like that, but there will be, um, you know, girls in my school. And I'm not saying this to like, you know, pinpoint a demographic or, you know, bring someone down. But, you know, usually, like typically speaking, white mm-hmm. girls who are very privileged economically stuff like that all of those things mm-hmm. like they come from a two-parent household they've never mm-hmm. had to think about you know where the next meal is coming from they've always had a roof over their, they're over their head who are saying you know pro-lifers you guys suck pro-choicers you guys are awesome and it's that easy it's that simple defund the police a c a b whatever like I, I like okay i think that it is a bastardized system however the way you phrase things like determines a lot of the way that things are perceived. So by saying exactly, if you if you keep saying if you keep and saying, and how the other A-cap. demographics to okay, view awesome. it. Okay, awesome. But do exactly like like don't you want to bring some context? Of course, people are going to think you're radicalizing. Like, you know, like, you know like know what don't what you want to like <laughs> yeah. try to clear it up because you know, a lot of people say it's not my job to inform you. Sure. I'm not going to you know, make you act like a global citizen that yes, you need to inform everybody you meet. However, if you don't want to have labels put on you that you are radical, that you, you know, don't know what you're talking about, then you must add context to whatever you're talking about. So it's not as simple as reposting an infographic and being like, it's black and white guys. You know, pro-lifers are horrible, pro-choicers aren't murderers, whatever. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's Correct. the way that you um, kind of portray what you believe, you know, so that it makes for a healthy environment to encourage discourse, to encourage people who have differing opinions and try to find a middle ground, try to find that, oh, your stance isn't illogical and neither is mine. Neither, it's not right or wrong. It's just differences of opinion, you know? Yeah
0: yeah I mean I 100% agree I, I couldn't have said that better
1: mm-hmm.
0: I I think uh, I think we yeah. move on to like the last topic and I think here's uh-huh. where we're going to have like a few disagreements maybe or okay. we can make a good conversation on this so um, let's talk about religion um, mm-hmm. I personally I'm not I, I consider myself Muslim Okay. but I'm not like religious and there's many mm-hmm. reasons why and you said you yeah. recently started practicing, right? Like, uh, I don't know how long ago, but like you recently started practicing. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. we're from two different like cast of yeah. the our religion, two different parts of religion. So we might that we might differ there too, and we might have different views on that. So um, my whole stance on religion is: I think that religion is is was man made to give people a moral purpose in life, mm-hmm. and. A lot of the stuff said, especially in Abrahamic religions, is all subjective and, like, none of it's really fact. And, like, because mm-hmm. eh, because all three religions, in a way, contradict each okay, other and it so, makes no sense. Okay, um, so
1: that's, like, when so I like, started it, practicing. Like, what's I had your stance a very, very that? similar um, kind of viewpoint as you do. So mm-hmm. I was, like, just for personal reasons, and I don't really, like, feel like I need to get into mm-hmm. it. But in January, that was when I was, like, at the lowest um, in my life. Like, I didn't know... Mm-hmm. Um, what was going on in my life, I was very uncertain um, and I suffer with anxiety. So it was very difficult for me, you know, without medications without anything right. like that to kind of channel – you know, my nerves and, you know, to deal with panic attacks and anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And just because at that time in my life, there was a ton going on, you know, with family stuff, with school stuff, and just across the board, socially, stuff like that. Correct. Um, And so I found myself, you know, and I, I've had, um, you know, a lot of trauma happen to me in the past. So it's not like, you know, I wasn't exposed to feeling down or having lows. It's just that, At that point, like, I don't know why it was different because comparatively, if you look at like stuff that I've been through before, it wasn't that big because it wasn't like a certain thing that I could pinpoint and I could be like, this is the reason why I Mm -hmm. feel this way. However, it's just like, it was this uneasy feeling that just wasn't going away. And I talked to people about it. I talked to everyone that I knew. And I was just like, look, like I don't have, I don't believe in like huge friend groups where you have like 50 people and like huge group chats. And like, you guys are always hanging out. I have like five close friends They're, You know, I, I trust them with everything. And we've been together for so mm-hmm. long and like through everything. So I would talk to them. I'd be like, look, Like, this is what I'm going through, whatever. And they didn't know how to help me. And I didn't know how to help myself. So then I started, I started like reading, I started channeling my energy into different sorts of things. And then I realized that something that I was missing was discipline in my life. I've always been very academically inclined. Like I've always wanted to do stuff and I've had, you know, a very like strict path of where I want to go in the future academically. However, like in my life, I didn't really like see you know, things clearly, I guess, like, mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, my sleep schedule, for example, is completely screwed up. I sleep at like 6am. I wake up at 730. I start my day. And it just like, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just like that. And I don't know, like, I think, Jeez. like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not like, <laughs> yeah. however, you know, that's just like how I sleep. And it's really bad because like going off of like two or three hours mm-hmm. of sleep is not healthy for anyone. Um, but I just, just kind of like to give you a gist of what my, how my life was kind of going at that point, you know, like really low then, um, yeah, I mean, so the thing was that I always viewed Islam as as a religion that was, um, radical and was very anti-feminist and very, um, just hateful, right? Even though like everyone around me, like my parents are very religious and my sisters, Uh um, they're, I wouldn't say that like very religious, but they, they do believe and they practice and stuff like that. Um, so people around me, they would they would definitely be like Islam is peaceful, Islam is peaceful, um, and everything like that. Which I, I guess kind of like I kind of blocked that out, and I was like, no, this is what I believe in. I don't, you know, want to practice. I don't want to pray. I don't want to read the Quran. Like I was put into Quran classes when mm-hmm. I was like five, right? And like I, I think a lot of people are that are like that. Like okay, you need to learn Arabic. You need to learn how to, you know, mm-hmm. do all of this stuff. You need to learn, you know, the proper uh, what what is it called? Um, like the accent. Yeah yeah the the tajweed and all that sort of stuff like you need to enunciate it properly stuff the like the, the emphasis that. was on the wrong things from the start right. of my life the emphasis was on right, you correct. need to understand the whole arabic alphabet you need to figure it out i don't okay. give a crap if you know about the meaning you know it doesn't matter what what you feel mm-hmm. like it says it doesn't matter how you perceive right. it around. all you need to know right. is you're reading it ritualistically and all you just need to finish it right and then you're going to have a huge party and everyone's going to celebrate you reading a book. Yeah, the Amin. And right. everyone's going to congratulate you. Yeah, the no, I mean. <laughs> Amin. I was like, what the hell did I read? You know, I don't know anything, what I read. I didn't retain anything. I was eight years old. What the hell could I have retained exactly, as right. an eight-year-old about a book that has so many volumes and so much depth? So in January, I read, the, like from January to March, I read the Quran with the fsir in English. And I read it with um, input from scholars, both Shia and Sunni Mm -hmm. scholars, um, so that I could understand why is it that I didn't practice for the the past 17 years of my life? Like, where did I go wrong? Why don't I, like, have any love for my religion? Um, And... I just like there's certain things that I was like oh my god it was like every single correct. surah was an epiphany for me. I was like wait so jihad doesn't mean war it just means internal struggle? Like are you kidding me? Like why wasn't I told this before? And stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it was just
0: right, correct. It was correct. just the weight and the yeah, environment yeah.
1: that I grew up in in America post 9/11. I was born in 2003. 9/11 happened in 2001. Everything was very very religiously charged. Um, To say the least, like my, uh, one of my really close family friends, his name is Osama. Right. Like, I don't even want to know what he deal, like he had to deal with, you know, so like, it's it's stuff like that. My dad has a very, very Muslim name. Yeah, I don't God, have that yeah. Muslim of a name. Like, like Tanya, like, you can take it, like, however you kind of want to. Um, but, you know, my dad has a Muslim name. My mom has a Muslim yeah, name. My Tanya, sisters Tanya, do. Yeah. And I think, like, that's a huge reason why my parents didn't name me, like, Islamically. Because they were like, look, like, you're going to have to deal with, yeah, you're going to have to deal with a lot. Like, that's why my mom stopped wearing the hijab. Because she didn't want Fair, to deal kind of. with that backlash. And stuff like that. So, I noticed that with every prayer that I did with meaning, like I, I like pray in Arabic, sure, but i now I understand what i 'm praying, like what i 'm saying when i 'm prostrating, stuff like that. Every single thing, like every time I read the Quran, every time I open it up, I Mm. don't read the Quran in Arabic anymore because it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't understand why I'm reading it ritualistically when I don't gain anything out of it. It's beautiful. And Arabic is a beautiful language. It's nothing against the language. It's about what am I taking out of it. So I read the Quran in English every day now. And it's helped me with my anxiety. It's It's become like a coping mechanism to make sense of my life. And I feel like that's what religion is, honestly, at the end of the day, just be a good person. Like, you don't need to be religious to be a good Mm -hmm. person. But just be a good person, have your life together. And, you know, it gives you discipline in a a way. And, um, you know, back to like, I told you, like, I became like a practicing, practicing Shia. So when I figured out, like, yeah, I want to be I want to be Muslim, then, you know, there's the whole tag, like the whole, like, um, kind of battle of, okay, so near Shia. And that took months. And I, I'm still in the middle of, like, figuring out, am I or am I Shia? And there's so many things that go into it. There's, like, the caliphate. There's, like, the sahaba, you know, like, the companions of the prophet. Who do you believe was right? Who do you believe wasn't right? You know, was uh, Aisha, radiallahu anhu, was, like, she right, right, correct right. in <laughs> what she did with um, her battle with Imam Ali? Like, there's so many things that go into it. So it's still, like, a battle. Like, it's, it's my jihad, I guess you could say. And if there's any, like, you know... Um, kind of brainwashed listeners jihad not in the sense that I'm radicalized and you know like war or anything like that but just like (laughs) exactly exactly so um, that's kind of why figuring
0: figuring yourself out guys
1: close to my religion (laughs) and I like I'm not gonna lie like I've done stuff that is very you know like like lying lying is something that you know you have to deal with and you know sometimes you do it to maintain safety you know like if i say you know i'm not i'm not muslim i'm agnostic if i said that in a setting it would most probably be just that i'm not looked at in a different way and i'm not discriminated and i have done that before and i've said you know i'm i'm indian i'm not pakistani because i was around a lot of nationalists at the time and i did not want to you know lose my job like I, I was I had an internship at the photonic center at BU and everyone around me was Indian and they were talking about how bad Pakistan was. And they were, like, introducing themselves. And I was like, hi, I'm from blank area in India. And I remembered my grandma telling me... Yeah, and and um I remember my grandma telling me stories because she grew up around the time of the partition. Oh, wow. She was like, <laughs> yeah, we were from UP in India. And I was like, okay, so this is where this knowledge is going to come in handy. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm from UP in India. Like, knowing damn well that I'm from, you know, Karachi in Pakistan. But, you know, just, like, stuff like that. I think that, like, lying and you know it just comes down to being a good person at the end of the day
0: Mm -hmm. i think all right so i'm gonna like kind of like tell my side of the mic. so like basically yeah um it all all, it all comes down to Mm -hmm. environment i think we're gonna agree on that right and me Mm -hmm. and you it's very opposite for us okay so i was i was always like raised religious yeah i knew i I, I'm not religious, but like I know everything. Like I kind of like know everything about our religion, mm-hmm. like really well. And like I was raised religious. I finished like I finished mm-hmm. class, like over like ten times, and I know like I mem I mem mm-hmm. at one point I memorized half it. Um, and my mom is very religious, and where my like parting from like mm-hmm. my religion really came was like when I started questioning it more. Where I was like, you know, if God knows where we're gonna end up, why, why make us? And their response, religious people's response, mm-hmm, would always be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, well, it's a test. Well, it's a test." And that just didn't make sense to me. I'm mm-hmm. I always question like authority, because I, for me, it just didn't make sense. And we probably disagree on this stuff, but um, that's where it came down. And when and like honestly, where this all, all went mm-hmm. like further. Furthermore, or basically, was when I mm-hmm. started dating Ria, you know all about that. So that's when stuff got complicated because mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. "Why am I like? I get why dating is haram in Islam, but let's say for marriage, why? Mm-hmm. Why is it just because she believes differently? She believes in like a polytheistic religion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why is like that stuff? Like, why should that determine who I like, get to? Why should Quran determine who I get to marry?" Like that makes no sense to me, and like it just a lot of things. I just I feel like it doesn't just like they say the Quran and all that is Timeless mm-hmm. is timeless. But I, in my opinion, I don't. I just don't think any Abraham. Yeah, and that's
1: completely timeless, valid that you, you know? believe that way. Yeah, I just stuff.
0: I just don't think a lot of it fits with like today's society. But um, and like I I always like like I was raised like religious. Like I knew like oh you shouldn't question like word of God. Like but like when you start questioning, I feel like you start having mm-hmm. awakening, and I definitely do see. I know why religion is like what people go to when they're lost and they need to answer your question, and I get that completely. But there's just a lot of things that, of course, some things we disagree on, but like, of course, like I just don't think it mm-hmm. makes sense. And like, like why should like just because she thinks that I can be with, them, yeah, makes no sense. Like. It goes beyond culture. It's it's religion now at this point, and like well, my my mm-hmm. mom is a very. I completely get that, and no one should Muslim, you know like, have to deal with it, those, it, it the hard. repercussions it's, it's still of that, like, um, especially like to intolerance.
1: Not... Um But I think like so I. Exactly.
0: But I get it, though, in her point of view. In her yeah. point of view, though, like, she's, like, she wants yeah. what's best and for Yeah, and so, her like, child, I obviously, I'm not a scholar, a and I'm, like, getting
1: into religion, but like, I, just, I I'm dipping my toes in right now and stuff, so I can't answer the questions, I guess, and I know you weren't asking me as if, like, oh, do you know the answer to it? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, from the research that I've done, I think that, like, one of the biggest things in Islam, so when you mm-hmm. die, there's something called, like, sadhka jarya, which is, like... Um, you know, I, you probably know what it is, but for people who don't know, um, what is it is, it's like, once you die, like the good deeds mm-hmm, that start yeah. accumulating, uh, that you've left behind in this world. So I think one of the biggest things is, is like an obedient, not, a, not an obedient in the sense that like, mm-hmm. oh, they listen to everything I do, right. but like a good, a good child, like an offspring. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. No, I, I yeah, I definitely know where you're going with that. Yeah. Makes like makes sense. Hello? Hey there.
1: Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. My friend called me. So I think that that's, like, when it kind of, like, shut. So I just told her, like, I'm going to call you back in a couple minutes. So <laughs> – um, but I good? think I was talking about – oh, yeah. So, like, the Satya Daria thing. Like, if you have mm-hmm. good good Muslim children, then mm-hmm. they're going to make dua for you or, like, pray for you. And yeah. then you're going to, like, eventually go to heaven and stuff like that. And so yes. I think, like, that's, like, one of the things. And, um, right. I mean, if we're being honest, there's so much – between like Sunni and Shia marriages as well, which is ridiculous because I you're sh- literally all Muslims. So like, I even understand, you know? Yeah, like it's like, it's like, like interfe- it's like considered a
0: shirk to be with like a Shia. Like, I don't exactly. I don't like like, like <laughs> I it's mean, just so it's too complicated. It's too like it doesn't like make sense like to like modern day. Like you can't be with this person when they're part of like the same religion, but just like a different like different like sector yeah. Of it, and I, I so mean, just,
1: like if I'm if I'm being honest, the Sunni. um, the Sunni guys especially like I think girls that the girl the Sunni girls that I've talked to like they still know like why they're Sunni but mostly the Sunni guys like they don't even know like you know why they're Sunni but they're just so against Shia theology. You know? Okay. They're like, oh but you guys like hit yourselves. And I'm like, that's not religious. That's cultural and I don't condone that. So now give me like more rebuttal. Is like, that
0: is that I have a question, sorry. Is yeah. that like under Sufiism? Like
1: so okay, I think Sufism is, like, it's not, like, Sunni or Shia. It's more, like, um, you know, just, like, uh, like, a spiritual thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't even know, like, what it is because it's, like, matam. So, like, matam just means, like, mourning. Um, mm-hmm. But the way that people express their mourning, like, in the month of Muharram, like, they'll do completely radical things. Like, yeah. like, like for example, like, kamaka matam, which is, like, you're taking knives and you're putting it on your head. Like, are you kidding me? Like, one or, of like, the biggest... It. Exactly. Like one of the biggest Crazy. things in Islam is taking care of your nafs, like taking care of your conscience and like your body, you know, that God gave you. So why are you like openly disregarding what, like, if you, if you believe you're so religious, why are you openly disregarding the word of God? You know, so it's, it's just stuff like that that like baffles me. And it's it's those people... Um, who partake in those things that have kind of maligned the sect and made people believe that it's very radical and stuff like that. And, like, in Muharram, like, the, the masjid I go to, I do matam, but I don't do with the knives. I just do it very softly on my chest because that's how we believe that, you know, the Prophet's family kind of mourned the loss of Imam Hassan, So who was, like, a member of right. the alibet. So, I mean it honestly just comes up like religious religion is very interpretive. Um, mm-hmm. and it's very, you know, a lot of people contort it to believe like whatever they want to believe, um, right. which is not right. I think that, you know, if you, it's, it's the same thing back to the discipline. If you're going to follow something, make sure you understand what you're following it like what you're following, but don't, contort religion to fit your own personal agenda for example like the stance that islam has on you know the lgbtq community i support them as individuals um mm-hmm. but because of islam like i'm not homophobic I, one of my best friends is bisexual that's not you know what i'm saying that like, oh all all gay lesbian bisexual um transgender people are horrible that's not what i'm saying it's just that right. it's um like in islam it's believed to be like an abomination of nature and therefore I don't support, you know, their decisions and their actions, but I support them as people. So I mean, yeah. you can say that for a lot of people. Like, I mean, if someone's a murderer, you're not going to say like, "Oh, but they're Muslim." You're going to be like, "Oh, you're Muslim, so it's okay." You know, like that's it, it's right. just like if you're a good person, you're you're good. That's
0: what I believe in. Oh, well, good talking. To yeah, you. I mean, that was, I think we had like a, we had like few very. I think we had like all very good discussions. Yeah, about for sure. a lot of Different things to talk. It about was really fun. About south asian culture and we talked about what you personally do mm-hmm. with this type of stuff and religion politics and yeah yeah I was, i'm happy to have you as my first guest okay. that, was, that was great awesome you, thank you so much yeah. bye everyone this is tanya khan and yeah thank you Bye. Bye-bye.